Welcome to the Reaching the World Bible Church podcast. This is Pastor Henry and Ella Looney. Our prayer is that you enjoy the word for today. God has given us a successful formula. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, if you've got it, James, put it up. It says this, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Prosperity will come to you. Success will come to you. Blessings will come to you, or me, or anyone that puts God's word in their heart and then speaks it out of their mouth. It's so important for us to speak the word of God of what we want, what we can possess. That is God's success formula in Joshua 1.8. And so as I was meditating along these lines, this particular topic came to me to talk about. What is it? It's essential for us as believers, as Christians. What is it, Pastor? How do I get a financial breakthrough? How do we get a financial breakthrough? How many want a breakthrough? Well, a breakthrough is when the blessings just multifold come your way. And there's a breakthrough in your life, in the financial realms. You know, it's so important for us to understand that God wants us to have a breakthrough. We gave a focus of this particular teaching like this. We said, we said and we talked about it, to a degree. God's law law of seed time and harvest work every time. When you plant a seed and then have time, there's going to be a harvest. But we must plant the seed first. We can't reap a crop without sowing a seed. How many want to reap a a, a mighty harvest financially? In in your, your, I mean, whatever it, it it works that whatever kind of seed you plant is whatever, what you're going to harvest. If you want tomatoes, you plant tomato seed. If you want peaches, you plant peach uh, seeds for a peach tree. It works the same way in the spirit. You want to walk in love and grace, you plant love and grace. You go around speaking love and acting in love and being gracious to folks. If you want patience, you act on patience. That means when challenges come, you don't fly off the handle. Look at your neighbor and say, I know he's talking to you right now. A lot of folk always giving folk a piece of their mind. That's the reason they ain't got much left right now. They go around giving folk a piece of their mind all the time. And then they, they just turn loose. God wants us to sow effectively. He wants us to know that the word of God works every time. But we got to plant a seed. One of the things, and I want to get right into it just for time's sakes. Listen to me. You'll see it on the screen. There's a way that we need to do it, and it's God's way. How? Invest God's way. When I say invest, I'm talking about invest in the kingdom of God. Give. 
Give of your finances, yes, but give of your time. Give of your energy. Give of your prayers. Give, give of your um, opportunity to be a blessing to your neighbors on, on your job. Give yourself to people. And you, you do it God's way. That means you do it by faith. We see it and you do it according to the word of God. Luke 6.38. Luke 6.38. Go ahead. Tell your neighbor, you better hook up with this. Everybody, repeat after me. You better hook up with this. This will change your life. Luke 6, 38, King James says this. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over, shall men, who? Men, give unto your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. That is according to giving. A lot of folks want to reap uh, uh, blessings in God, but then they don't give. They don't sow. And again, finances, this is specifically talking about money. The Bible talks a lot about money, but it talks about every type of blessing that God wants us to have. And we're going to find out the best thing that we can do is to give to others. Look at your neighbor and say, giving to somebody else will bless you. When I give, I'm going to automatically receive a blessing back because God is a good steward. Man, I love that verse there in 38 where he said, when, when you give unto you, good measure, pressed down and shaken together and running over. He said, notice he said, he didn't say this, that I will shower down money from heaven to you. I know I heard ministers preach that. I may have even said it myself. You know, well, God will just shower down money from heaven to you. No, he won't. Well, I've heard people say, well, I sure wish God would give me a money tree and grow me some money in my backyard. That sounds good, doesn't it? But nowhere in the scripture do you find out that, that, that. You mean God won't shower down blessings? No, I didn't say that. I say he won't shower down money. Dollar bills, coins to you. He told us he would give us the power to get wealth. You see, if God were to shower down $50 bills, $100 bills to you, it would be counterfeit. And God's not a counterfeiter. He doesn't. If you make any, if anybody else makes any American dollars or any other kind of dollar from any other country, it would be counterfeit. How many know people go to jail for that kind of thing? Amen. Anybody, you got printers today that will print checks and print print money pretty, pretty good. People do it all the time. But that's that's illegal, and God's not an illegal God. Well, if it was God, Pastor, wouldn't, wouldn't he just make it right? No, he doesn't work outside of the laws that he's put in order. And he told us to render unto Caesar that which is Caesar. In other words, give even our taxes and our things according to the laws of this country, this nation. And the blessings will proceed. That's one of the reasons we give those data sheets out. I do that. When I look at mine, I see what I've done the past year. And this year, I think well, we may have done better than we ever done before. Pastor, really? Yeah. Thank God. Thank God for that. We See, I know we shouldn't live to eat, but we should eat to live. I used to get those confused. But when, when you talk about giving, you know, I believe it's all right to give to live. 
and I believe it's all right to live, to give to as well. Giving is a little different than you eating food. (laughs) But partaking of God's word is important. You and I are living on what we gave last year, the year before last. If you don't like where you are, check out how you gave. Amen, Pastor. Thank you for that word. I appreciate your enthusiasm. I thank you for that encouragement. You know, I'm going to preach the word. I'm going to do it in season or out season. I'm going to do it whether you amen me or not, but it encourages me, and you get more of anointed and more of a grace in this if you anoint me. If you hook up with me, look at him and say, hook up with him. The word is working in our lives. So we saw Luke 38. We see also in the, with that, well, well, also in, in, in 2 Corinthians 9, 6 and 7. It's so important. It says this, remember this. Whosoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And whosoever sows generously will also reap generously. So God knows there would be people that, that, that were stingy and wouldn't give much. And he knew there were people that, that were, was gracious. They learned to be gracious. How many have always given how you give today? I hadn't. Before I found out about tithing and offering, I never did. And it's because I didn't know that the blessing that came with it. There are some folks that have found out and, and still don't know how it works because they didn't walk in it for, uh, and, and allow God to, to show them what he could do in their lives. Giving is the way the kingdom of God works. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Jesus came as a gift from God to give us a way, an avenue for eternal life. So when I talk about breakthrough, financial breakthrough, we're talking about breakthrough and in, in spiritually in every a- area of our lives. If you, Brother Hagin taught this to us in Bible school, y'all. He said, if you start operating to get effective and walk by faith in one area, it'll help you in every area of your life. I found that out, Sister Shirley. Uh, the, the more I've grown in one area, I, and I apply those same principles to, to walking, whether it was uh, finances or or walking by faith in, in believing God for health and healing, it helped me in those in the other area. And when I, when I found out about walking in peace and walking in love, it helped me in the other areas. You can grow in, in faith. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 says this. Remember this. Whosoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whosoever sows generously will also reap generously. How many want to be generous? How many want to receive from God generously? You want God to be generous with it. I got more hands for that. Amen. <laughs> well, that means we got to do our part. Verse 7 says, each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. That means we ought to give because we want to and because we're happy about it. God wants to bless us. God wants to help us. And, you know, he said primarily in the word, we can receive through two principal ways according to what God has told us. What are these two ways? Number one is believing and obeying the Bible, believing the word, doing what the word says to do. Number two is a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit. And in other words, God supernaturally showering down miracles in our lives. How many would love to have miracles? I found out that miracles don't normally come your way unless you do your part in in other areas first. When you and I become faithful in the word, we set ourselves up for miracles. 
Amen. You set yourself up for a miracle. When you go to where God tells you to go, you'll be in a place to where the, where the blessings will occur. And sometimes those are miracles. If we don't go and do what God tells us to do, we won't be where the blessing is. And we'll miss our miracle. How many of us reckon we missed some stuff when we didn't do what God told us to do? We're going to see an example in just a moment. And, and, and just due to time's sake, you know, I can't go teach the whole thing, but, but I, I'm going to show you some things where you can go back. This is just one of many. But one of the things, again, that first number one, uh, in other words, believing and obeying the Bible. When we believe, we must obey the Bible. When we believe, faith is believing, but faith is also receiving. When we believe what God says, we must obey what the Word says. We're going to look at the Old Testament, and we're going to look at the New Testament. We already looked at both of them already, but we're going to look at some other scriptures. How many know we ought to have two or three witnesses to what we stand on? How many getting something out of this? When I teach this on breakthrough, I'm not teaching this to take something from you. I'm teaching this to get something to you. If God can get it through you, he'll get it to you. If you and I, Pastor and I have found out, when we learn how to give and not, uh, and, and not be uh, just hating to, but doing it because we love God, that's the primary reason to give, because you love God. And you want to be obedient to what he said. He said in, in, old, in the Old Covenant, you're very familiar with this, Malachi chapter 3, verse 8 and 9, and we'll look at 10 in a moment too. But he says this, will a man rob God? You used to hear, we used to hear that when I, I was raised in, in a denominational church. We heard this every Sunday. Will a man rob God? Minister would get up and say, man, rob God. And, and uh, folk, folk, folk would say, oh, no, no. And they were robbing God because they wasn't tithing. <laughs> Amen. But it, 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 this scripture says, will a man rob God? Yet you have robbed me. I shouldn't say that. Some of them weren't. Amen. Amen. How many know you got to get your words right? Amen. But ye say, wherein have we robbed thee? A lot of folks don't know how they can rob God or really actually, as a new covenant believer, rob themselves. How? In tithes and offering. Verse 9 says, ye are cursed with a curse. In the old covenant, a curse was there by being disobedient to the word of God. For ye have robbed me, even this whole nation. When, you, we, when we rob God by, by not giving, we're, we're being a detriment to our nation. We're being a detriment to our world. We're being a detriment to our household. But thank God. Well, Pastor, I thought that, that we don't live in the old couple. We don't. We don't anymore. I used, to say, I used to say this and I was wrong and I had to repent and go back to it. You know, folks, I used to teach this when I taught in times past about you know, if you're not a tither, then, then, then you're driving a stolen car. You, you're living in a stolen house and, and you, you know, the clothes you're wearing are stolen because, because you robbed God. Well, you know, we don't live in the Old Testament anymore. So I had to repent of saying that. That's not true. But there are circumstances uh, about obedience is better than sacrifice and doing what God says to do. But Pastor, how, how do I know that, that I've been redeemed from that? Well, Galatians 3, verse 13. Galatians 3, verse 13, let us know. It says this, Christ 
has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. For it is written, curses everyone that hanging on, on the tree. So Jesus went to the cross to redeem us from the curse of sickness and disease, from the curse of poverty, and from the curse of sec the second death, dying and going to hell. And D Jesus redeemed that. But for us to enjoy that redemption, we've got to understand and walk in the love of God and experience it and make it a part of our lives. In other words, if we get off into sin, we've been redeemed from the curse of it, but we can still experience on this, on this earth some consequences because we weren't obedient and walking in love. That's the law that we live by now. We walk in the law of love. And when we give, we ought to give through the law of love. It's so important for us to understand the principles of God's laws of seed, time, and harvest. And a principle for breakthrough or for giving is to walk in love. Now, Malachi 3.10 says this, and you're very familiar with that. It says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open the windows of heaven. How many want the windows of heaven open for them? And pour out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive. How many want blessings poured out on them? I do. I thank God. I want the windows of heaven. Yes, I've been redeemed from the curse of the law, but I want, I want the windows of heaven open and God to pour out a blessing. God said we or to bring our tithes into the storehouse. What's my storehouse? Primarily, for most believers today, the storehouse is the church. That's where we should give our tithes. That's where we should give our offerings. You can give other offerings and alms to other ministries that God leads you to, but the tithe, the tenth, is God. And it's a New Testament thing as well as an Old Testament thing. You know, I, I know I taught on that. I'm not going to go deep into that, but the Bible talks about tithing and how Abraham tied to Melchizedek in the New Testament. And it is a New Testament law because it's a law of love. Giving is a way that you show God how much you love him. Pastor, how can me giving to the church show God how much he loves you? Because God can help, he'll inspire us to do certain things with, when you give and when you give in faith. How many know that the more you have, the more you can be a bigger blessing? Y'all know that, don't you? How many know? How many want more so they can be blessed more? But how, how many of you have to realize that if you have more, God wants you to be a bigger blessing to more? Give it on to others. We'll go over in a minute. He said this in the word. He in this scripture indicated this. Prove me now herewith, he said. What does that mean? Obedience is the key to receiving from God. Being obedient to do what God tells us to do. He didn't just say that to give in the old covenant, he told us to give and how we give was how we were going to be blessed. He said, if we're a cheerful giver, we're going to be blessed. We saw that in 2 Corinthians. He said, if we give abundantly, we're going to be abundantly blessed. How many want to be abundantly blessed? But he said, if you, if, if, if you give a little, you're going to be blessed a little. Well, you know, a little bit of blessing is better than no blessing at all, isn't it? So that means to me, if I don't give nothing, then it's like not planting the seed. God's not required to give anything. 
but God wants to bless us, doesn't he? He wants to have abundant more. He said obedience is the key to receiving from God. If we'll learn to hear God's voice and obey him in areas of our spirit, personal finances, it will open the door for further blessings in our own lives and for others, for our families. It'll pave the way for him to use us in a greater way to bless mankind. The more we sow, the more we give, we can be a bigger blessing. And you know what? It'll, it'll cause favor to come your way. When you plant seed in God and you do it in faith, that's the reason I said earlier, everything we do, we ought to do it in faith. We ought to do it expected. When we walk through the door, we ought to walk through in, in, in faith. When you get up in the morning, you ought to get up in the morning in faith. And I said, I hadn't said it a long time, I said it last week. When you get up in the morning, you look in the mirror, you ought to look in the mirror and say, good morning, you good looking thing. And some of us do that in faith. Amen. I mean, no, when we get up in the morning, sometimes we're we not a good looking thing. We got to do some work. Amen. Look at his name and say, I, no, don't tell him. Don't say it. <laughs> don't say it. Amen. <laughs> but I get a lot of us have to do, do some work, have to do some things. Amen. But you say it in faith. When you say it in faith, you're calling those things to be not as though they were. When you say it in faith, you're calling those things to be not as though they were. When you say it in faith, you call those things to be not as though they were. You're speaking the word. That's when you, when you say good money, you good looking thing. Yes. May not be there quite yet until you get your hair done and your teeth brushed and all that other kind of stuff. But, but you call those things to be not. It's the same way when you call your finances in. You, they may not be. You don't have to be in faith for $100 if you got it in your hand. When I have to be in faith for $100 is when I don't have it. Then I can trust God. I plant a seed. And believe that it's coming to pass. If you want to raise, you ought to believe God and you ought to say it with your mouth. But you ought to believe it in your heart at the same time. And then you ought to expect it. Look at his name and say, what are you expecting? Amen. You know, the second uh, thing, thing, man, time just goes by so fast when you're having fun. Amen. <laughs> Y'all having fun yet? I am. But that second part of things that was a potential uh, to receive financial blessing for us was a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit. A supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit. How do I get a supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit? First, we found out we got to be a doer of the word and put ourselves in position. But here's an example, just one example. There's so many in the word and we're going to, we're going to, I'm going to give you this and I'm, I'm going to try to close with it. It's, it's in first Kings Chapter 17, 1 Kings chapter 17, you can turn to it, it'll be up on the screen. 1 Kings chapter 17, if you, get, if you get there, you're looking for it, tell me when you get there, say amen, I'm here. Amen, I'm here. So, 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 8, this is an example of a supernatural manifestation. But you'll notice something about this particular woman, you'll see as she talks and as the prophet of God talks to her, that she was already believing and she was already being obedient, even though she was in a tough time. I'll explain to you this chapter what had happened. There had been a drought for a long time. And, and sometimes there are droughts on the land. And sometimes there are reasons why they happen. There are droughts. 
and all the food was gone, and nobody didn't have anything, and, 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 and people were, were dying, and it was a terrible time. But notice, how many know God is a good God no matter what time it is? And he intervened for those that believe and do what he says. In 1 Kings 17, verse 8, it says this, and all that was happening, and notice this, and the word of the Lord came unto him, the prophet of God, saying, Arise, get thee to Zarephath, which belongeth to Zidane, and dwell there. Behold, I have commanded a widow woman there to sustain thee. God sent the man of God, the prophet God, to this place. And he sent him to a particular widow woman. And there was a reason, because she had put herself in position. We'll see here in a minute. It was a drought. It was a terrible time. Folks were dying. Folks, a lot of stuff was going on. You read those chapters, chapter before that, the chapters after that, you see all that in that entire chapter. But verse 10 says, So he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, behold, the widow, widow woman was there gathering of sticks. Notice something about this widow woman. It was a terrible time, but she didn't stop. She was there gathering. Well, Pastor, she was just gathering sticks. She was doing what she could. She was taking advantage of what she had to take advantage of. Look at the neighbor and said, this widow woman wasn't sitting doing nothing. She was working and she was believing. Amen. We'll see that she wasn't exactly believing right in every area. We'll see in a moment. But she was doing something. How many know it's important to do, have corresponding actions with our faith? To do what God tells her to do. In other words, okay, she was there gathering other sticks. And the prophet and the, and the man of God, he called her and said, Fetch me, I pray thee, a little water in a vessel that I may drink. He was thirsty. He had traveled. Verse 11 says this, and as she was going to fetch it, notice obedience. She recognized the man of God. She recognized the, the fact that uh, he asked her to do something. She was cooperative. She honored the man of God. She, in doing that, she was honoring God. He said, as she going to fetch it, he called to her and said, bring me, I pray thee, a morsel of bread in thy hand. In other words, he was hungry. Amen. Everybody was hungry at that time. There was a drought. People wasn't, wasn't much food around for anyone. Notice how the, the woman reacted. We, she was busy. She was working. She was doing what she could. But I didn't say she had exactly right. How I many know? I don't have it exactly right. How about y'all? Y'all got it right in every area? And you believe it? Uh, most of us are still growing. We still got some things to do. The widow woman was too. But she put herself in right position by being active. In verse 12, and she said, as the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake. She said, I ain't got nothing, preacher. But a handful of meal in a barrel. All she had was a little meal. And a little oil in a cruise. She had a little meal and a little oil. How many know God just asking us to work with what we got? 
you know, you start being obedient what you got. Folks, folks said it's about giving. They said, when, I, when God blessed me with that $10,000 check, with that, with that $100,000 check, with that million dollars, then I really blessed the church, Pastor. You, you'll know it. I'll bless, I'll bless you. If you won't bless us with the $5 that you got now, you ain't going to do nothing when you get that million. Amen, Pastor, that's good preaching. Go ahead. I believe I will. In other words, I mean, What's in us comes out, and God, God sees our hearts, and he knows our hearts. But, but you can't say, well, be, be waiting on, well, 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 when is this, when is this? Hey, God wants us to use what we have. She set herself up for a miracle. Notice what happened. Verse 12 says, and she said, he asked her for that morsel of bread. As the Lord thy God liveth, I have not a cake. I don't have anything. But a handful of meal in a barrel. She had meal and a little oil in the crew. She had oil. And behold, I am gathering two sticks. That's what she was going to get those sticks for. That I may, I guess, to, to make a fire, I guess. I, I'm not sure. That I may go in and dress it for me and my son. She had a son. We know she had a child. So it wasn't just her. She had a child that we may eat it and die. Well, she wasn't in total faith because she was just going to eat what she had. And she, was gonna, and she said, that's going to be it. That's all we got. And we're going to die. So she wasn't believing God for, for complete deliverance. She was just believing God to, that she'd have this little bit and that she would eat it and she'd die. She, she was doing what God told us to do, what she sought to do, but she didn't see it all yet. That's the reason God sent the man of God to give her the word. How many know it's important for us to get the word? Look at your neighbor and tell him it's important for us to get this word today so we can act on it. But notice what the man of God said. Oh, oh I see how y'all, I see how y'all is, and I understand. And you just go ahead and do that, and, and just and, and uh, you know, cause uh, you know, you just need to do what you can, and that that's it. No, that's not what he said. Matter of fact, folk read this and they say, "Well, this this just like a." Notice what this preacher said. That's the way them preachers are. He said this in verse thirty, and Elijah said unto her, "Fear not." Go and do as thou hast said. In other words, go get that and make it and, 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 and do it. But make me, therefore, a little cake first. And bring it unto me. And make, and after, make for thee and for thy son. He said, make me a cake first. Woman just had a little, 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 little meal and bread. And oh, but the preacher said, the man of God said, make me one first and then make y'all some. How many know some people would have got mad and said, he's just out for what he can get? That's what it looked like in the natural, but that's not what he was doing. He was setting her up for a blessing. Notice verse 14. For this saith the Lord God of Israel, the barrel of meal shall not waste. It won't run out. Neither shall the cruise of oil fail. It won't run out. Until the day that the Lord sendeth rain upon the earth, he prophesied a word to her. He told her, if you're obedient and do what, what God's telling me to tell you to do, you're going to be found faithful and blessed until the rain comes, until the drought's over. You're going to be blessed and have abundantly above what you can ask or think. Oh, most folks say, I ain't studying you, preacher. I'm going to go ahead and eat this and die. But evidently she had some 
for respect and honor for God first. Evidently, she trusted the man of God, too. How do you know that? Verse 15 said, and she went and did according to the saying of Elijah. That prophet was Elijah. He had a lot of great experiences with God. And she and he and her house did eat many days. How could they eat with many days? When they just had a little meal, a little oil. Notice what verse 16 said. And the barrel of meal wasted not. It didn't empty. It had a little in it. But evidently, supernaturally, God kept adding to it. And neither did the cruise of oil fail. It kept pouring oil. She kept making bread. She kept doing it because the meal kept coming. According to the word of the Lord, which he spoke to Elijah, she kept eating until the rain came and the drought was over. This was miraculous. This was a miracle. She set herself up because she was doing what God told her. She was doing what she thought she could do, according to the word. And she was obedient. She honored God and the things of God. And then she was obedient to do what she was told to do. God will instill. As we read earlier, don't be moved to give because somebody says something to you to try to force you to do it. Be moved because you love God and you love the things of God and you want to be obedient to God. Being a tither, Sister Ella, I've done it for years, wasn't because we saw what somebody else did. We saw that through the word of God that obedience was better than sacrifice. And when we started doing it, God showed himself mightily on our behalf. This woman and her son lived on a miraculous miracle of God because they were obedient to do what God told them to do through the prophet of God. God has not stopped doing miracles. God has not stopped doing blessings. God will shower upon you. He'll keep what you have longer, more than is naturally, physically, naturally possible. He'll miraculously bless you, but we need to put ourselves in a position to receive that blessing. How do we do that? By being obedient to the word, by doing the word. That's not the only time. The, the children of Israel came out of Egypt. And they came out of Egypt, and first of all, before they came out, the Egyptians gave them all the gold and silver that they had. How? Because they were being obedient to leave and to come. Yeah, they should have been able to be even though later on they weren't walking in the full knowledge either, because they started griping and complaining, and most of them didn't make it into the promised land. But God brought them out miraculously. You go back and read about that, the Red Sea experience. It's just not about just the Red Sea and, and the sea splitting. They walked around. The Bible says that they traveled that distance, however long it was, and they were all well, and none of their clothes wore out. None of them. God will make your stuff last longer, but he'll give you the blessings to get your new stuff. How many know, know there's a promised land for bigger and better blessings? If we're obedient to do what God tells us to do. You want this breakthrough? I said, do you want this breakthrough in God? One, believe and obey the Bible, and then expect a miracle. Put yourself in a position for the miracle. Amen? 
How many expected more? How many believe in more in 2024? More blessing, more favor, more financial, more raises, more, more abundance, let above than you can actually think. God wants to give it to you. Amen? Let's bow our heads. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you for supernatural increase. Lord, we just thank you, Lord, that everything we touch would prosper. Lord, as we give, when we give of our heart, when we give of our, of our finances, when we give of our love, when we give of, of our peace, we're expecting a multi-fold return on our giving. Lord, we just thank you for increase. Lord, we thank you that everything we touch will prosper and we'll be in good health. We thank you for the abundantly above kind of blessing breakthrough. Lord, thank you. Lord, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice. Lord, that change will take place to where you can see it, supernaturally, abundantly above what you ever had asked to think, that 100-fold return. Lord, when, Lord, I pray when they plant, planted seed earlier today, when they gave, Lord, I think that we send effective ministering spirits to go forth and cause the finances to come. Lord, help us to realize that planting seed and then having the time, what time, whatever time that you need to do it, there's going to be a harvest. There's going to be a return. We thank you for, for obedience is better than sacrifice. We thank you for the first thing that we need to be obedient is to know that we're part of the family of God and that we can walk in forgiveness, that we can walk in the completeness of God. So, Lord, as we're about to pray this prayer, all those in our e-church, if there is anyone here today that's never made you their, their Savior, Lord, we pray that their heart and lives be turned over to you because you gave the biggest and pay the biggest price that's ever paid, your son, Jesus, so that we could have life and life more abundantly. Thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Is there anyone in here today that you've never given your heart to Christ, that you never turned your life over to him completely, every area, that you trust him in the word? In the e-church family, you're out there, you never, if you are, just stand up where, where, where you are, in here or at home and stand up and we want to pray with you that God would shower down the miraculous, that he would shower down the ability to know that he's not holding things in our, in our past against us, that he redeemed that which was lost and he wants us to have breakthrough first and foremost for us to become a part of the family of God. I see and know you, almost every one of you in here, and I know most of you are you're born again and you love God, but there may be some in, in each church audience that never gave the heart. Sometimes if people have been in, sitting in the service for a long time and just realize, I need to turn my heart and life over to God afresh and anew. And if that's the case, that's fine to do. You can stand up too and just say, I just want to do it afresh and anew and just recognize and give everything over to God and let him direct me and I'll, and I'll be obedient because I, I want the blessings. I want the miracles. I want what he wants me to have. If you're standing right now, no matter where you may be, then I want to pray with you, and I want you to repeat these words with me. Matter of fact, I'm going to ask everybody, everybody go ahead and stand up in the house today, and everyone repeat these words after me. Everyone that can stand, stand and repeat these words. Repeat this after me. Father God, as we pray, we say, I confess with my mouth, I believe in my heart that you paid the price. You died for me so that I could have life and life more abundantly. I confess it, and I expect it. Salvation, healing, wholeness, and wellness right now. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you, Lord, for forgiving me. I'm saved in Jesus' name. Amen.
You just prayed that prayer. You just started a brand new walk, brand new life with God. We got some materials we want to give you, and uh, we'll send them to you if you need church. We got, got uh, uh, these three mini books you see on the screen. You see that QR code. You can scan that with your phone. It'll take you to a video where I, I talk about what it is. And if you don't have a good church home, you need a place to where you can come and hear word like this, but even on every area of the word so that you can grow. And, and prosper and have breakthrough, not only financially, but breakthrough physically, breakthrough uh, uh, mentally, and breakthrough in every area, and, and get the breakthrough that God wants you to have. And we want you to have that. We love you. We appreciate you, and we're so glad. Just call us and let us know that you prayed that prayer and that you're going to walk in the blessings of God. Thank God for that. And right.